0: Hey, welcome to the A'fikra podcast. My name is Mikey Mhenna. Today, we have another episode of Quarter Tones, our series all about music of and from the Arab world. Our special guest is Rima Khshesh, who is a instructor and singer of classical Arabic music, although she sings a whole lot more than classical Arabic music, and you'll see how in this episode. She's chosen three interludes that are extremely diverse. I hope you enjoy the conversation and you learn a lot about the music that she performs, but also music from the region. As always, feel free to go to youtube.com Afikra to watch the interview as well if you don't want to just listen to it. And subscribe, comment, like, all that stuff. Thanks so much. I hope you enjoy the conversation it is my honor to welcome everybody to today's quarter tone event our special guest is Rima Khshesh, who is one of the talented most talented lebanese singers uh, of the uprising generation she's well renowned for having given its rebirth to the andalusian music as well as traditional arabic repertoire of the 19th and 20th century which she both teaches and explores. Rima started her singing career at the age of eight in the Talents program, layali Lebanon, And at the same time, she joined the Beirut Oriental Troupe for Arabic Music conducted by Salim Sahab. She participated as a soloist in the band's concerts in Lebanon, Europe, and Arab countries, singing the most difficult repertoire of Arabic uh, vocal music, as a graduate of LAU in Lebanon and Beirut, and the National Conservatory of Music, where she taught for 12 years. Rima has performed live throughout the Middle East, Europe and the US, specializing in Arabic, traditional vocal repertoire. She currently lives in Beirut and teaches at AUB right down the street from where I am. Uh, Rima, thank you so much for being a part of today's conversation. Well, I want to ask you, uh, Rima, to maybe give us a sense of when you first started your interest uh, in singing. Were you a little kid singing constantly?
1: (laughs) Yes. Actually, I don't remember much. I used to sing all the time with my father because my father plays the kanun and my my toy was singing. And uh, I started professionally at the age of eight. But before that, I used to sing in all the family gatherings and all the family dinners, you know, so I, I don't remember when I was not singing.
0: Was your family, was there anyone else in your family who was uh, playing music and singing as well?
1: No, my, my mother uh, really loves, uh, she's into music and uh, she has a beautiful voice, but mainly my father is, uh, music is a big passion in life. And uh, he studied music, but he was really uh, old. He was forty years old when she started studying the Qanun. I think that I he gave me this passion to music.
0: Sorry, Rima, it's just cutting. Up, it's cutting up a bit uh, on your side. So hopefully we'll get through this. If somebody if somebody was trying to be snarky and yeah. said to you, you know, Feduz is totally overrated. Yeah. Um, as somebody who is uh, has studied her music, what is the response? What is a good response to somebody who's just trying to be a little snarky?
1: You know, uh, 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 art is really subjective. So you have the sometimes some people they they don't like the, Um or they don't like Abdul Hab, but this doesn't mean that. I mean, Um uh, is great. Fairuz is great. Abdul Hab is great. Fairuz uh, uh, is really very special. She's not overrated. <laughs> She has a very unique voice, a unique way of singing. And in addition to all this, the career she she had, great songs, great, uh, you know, musically perfect. So I don't agree. And I I can understand if you tell me I don't like the voice of Fairuz. It's not my taste. This I fully understand because it's really... Subjective, you, you can like no. it or not. But she's great.
0: If I can just use uh, American jazz as an example. Um, somebody who's great, like a, a Miles Davis or Charlie yeah. Parker, um, okay. John Coltrane, um, Ella Fitzgerald, uh, these types of people, they themselves are, are great. And their influence is huge, right? You can yeah. listen to people for generations and say, oh, this is a Miles Davis yeah. disciple. Yeah, does Fairuz similarly have disciples?
1: Of course, you know how many like who? They, they sing and they try to imitate Fairuz, or uh, actually, now we have uh, they say uh, uh, this girl she has a Fairuz voice, Fairuz style voice, you know, so the influence is really b- very big. Um, many, I mean, uh, also, uh, uh, she introduced. Uh, her own technique, her own sound. And this, uh, with her songs, uh, was really influenced many singers in all the Arab world.
0: Yeah. How do you think she feels about that?
1: I think she's a simple person. uh, So I think she doesn't think about it. Uh, It's for her, it's normal. It's her, it's her life. uh, Her songs. So I don't think she she realizes this.
0: Okay, well, let's let's um, move uh, deeper into your your biography. So, when did you start thinking to yourself, I think I want to become a recording artist, um, and I want to start producing original music and go into the business of music as well. Yeah.
1: Actually, uh, when I uh, graduated from school, I studied uh, at LAU, Lebanese American University, I studied communication arts, and, when I, and at the same time I was studying at the Conservatory of Music in Lebanon, and I was singing already and giving concerts with the uh, Salim Sahab group, classical Arabic group. But then I graduated and I uh, thought, I don't want to do anything else in life. I don't want to work or do anything else, I want to sing. Uh, and this is, you know, I I realized that I cannot continue if I don't do this. And it was really difficult because I felt alone and it's not easy to produce. So uh, I, I started really from zero and uh, actually the first uh, uh, album was... Uh, a live recording with the Dutch trio that I uh, met in Lebanon. So the first album is really late compared to when I started singing because I started singing uh, at 8 but the first album is in 2001 which is really late. So uh, because it's difficult and then uh, uh, my first album produced by me was uh, Yala Lee in 2006 and that was you know produced by my cousin she she told me what do you want what do you need to record an album and she told me I'm gonna produce your album so and her name is Maha Azadeen so she produced my Yalalali album so if you look at all my albums now I always have thank you For her, because she's, (laughs) I mean, she, you know, and I, she
0: got it started.
1: Yeah, and I I think I'll continue all my life to mention her in my album. How sweet. So it's, it's really difficult. Uh, It's not easy. And uh, with the style that I do, it's not easy to find a production uh, uh, company or label uh, because I don't compromise in my music and I'm really, you know, when I'm- well, it's funny.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny, Rima, because when we when I reached out to you to invite you on the series, of all the hundreds of people we've had on the series, I think you were the most incredulous person. I remember you were like, why? <laughs> why do you want me on the this, on this series? I was like, why wouldn't we want you on the series? Do you, are you still not, do you not believe you have people who like your music? I mean, you were, you were, seemed quite surprised.
1: No, no. I, I know that I have people that like my music. No, I'm, uh, this is not it. But I was, uh, when you talked to me first, I thought, yeah, I was uh, thinking, you want me to talk about what exactly? It's like when you told me I have three, three segments, music segments in this program. Yeah. You know how much I started thinking, oh, this no, but I have this also, but I have, the, you know, as if I have to uh, uh, put all my life in in three pieces. Yeah. Then I told myself, it's okay, it's it it doesn't have to be.
0: We can have you back. You can have a you, there can be a part two. There can be another three. Yeah,
1: so this is why I think you took this impression, but no, yeah. I, yeah.
0: The, with that, let's start with the first piece. So, tell us about the first interlude and why you chose it.
1: Okay, the first uh, interlude is a that I sang in nineteen eighty-six at Assembly Hall. Uh, it's a live performance with the children choir. It's a by Dawood Hosni called "Sama wal Raah." Uh, you know, I in in this concert I had like seven solo pieces and when you told me i need to put something so i thought i i miss uh, the old rima and why not i i want okay. people with us to to hear this uh it's short uh, and it's uh, yeah it's a live recording
0: okay amazing so i think it's a little loud um and so let's hear it the first one So, Rima, what are you listening for when you're listening to that? <laughs> what What's going through your head what, as you're smiling along um, listening to that? Uh, uh,
1: because I remember, uh, for example, trying in some places to make it uh, soft, in some places, you know, as a child. So I yeah. remember the experience. And uh, uh, at the same time, I'm thinking it's really the, the rhythm. It's really, it's a nine. It's a weird
0: rhythm. Yeah. It's a
1: nine, eight rhythm. Yeah. and It's really complex rhythm, but I yeah. didn't care. I didn't even know the the rhythm. I was just following, and I had this uh, sense of rhythm. So now.
0: It's I, one of those things that I think on the page is more complicated than when you feel it. If you feel it, you get it.
1: Yeah. But on the page
0: child, is really weird. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But as a child also, if you don't, if you feel it without thinking of it, it's even more like a playing, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, if you want to uh,
0: How old were you? How Uh, old were you in this? I was 10. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds like it. (laughs) (laughs) uh, But why did you choose this? I I mean, okay, you were trying to show all the sides of Rima, but there's something special about this interlude. What's so special about it?
1: It's funny for me, you know, the, with the sound a bit nasal, yeah, childish sound, and yes, I am. and the musha is really very beautiful. So, yeah,
0: can you just explain what is a musha? Uh, musha.
1: Okay, musha. is a vocal form. It's a poetic yeah. form that started in Moorish Spain in Andalus, yeah,
0: and
1: it's a vocal form. As a vocal form, uh, uh, it's um, characterized by uh, uh, the use in Moshahat complex, old uh, Arabic rhythms. And uh, it's usually Moshahat are not long, uh, short, but uh, interesting with lots of uh, uh, embellishments in the melody. And of course, the rhythm. Uh, and uh, because they use uh, interesting rhythms, sometimes really long rhythms, so they uh, use uh, the yalala, yalalalli that are filling mm-hmm. words uh, to complete the cycle of the rhythm. So there is a, a link between how they cut the lyrics and how they add those filling words to uh, fit with the... Uh, the meter. The meter, which is really yeah. special and interesting, also the, the topics, the the poetry. Most of it is about love and sharing drink. And, you know,
0: are they are they like sort of basically like Andalusian like limericks and like nursery rhymes? Also, they, they is there a piece of it that is like reused and recycled over and over and over again? Uh,
2: uh,
1: actually, uh, um, as a poetry. Moshahat, um, when they started, they were not really considered, uh, you know, because it was uh, compared to the Qasida. So mm-hmm. when the Moshahat as uh, poetry started, they didn't uh, respect it because they thought uh, it's uh,
0: uh, common.
1: Yeah, and uh, not classical, like the classical Arabic yeah. Qasida. And uh, uh, also in Moshahat, sometimes they combine classical Arabic like fusha with spoken dialect. Like for example, Egyptian in e- Egyptian Moshahat, uh, the Moshah is in fusha, but suddenly you find a word uh, with the Egyptian dialect or Syrian dialect, like, like in Syrian uh, yeah. Moshahat. So as a, a poetry, it's not.
0: Uh, it's, it's not formal. Yeah. It's not, it wasn't considered like art, capital A art. It was like,
1: yeah, because
0: um, it, you not know, so sophisticated.
1: The most uh, prestigious uh, was the classical Arabic, qasida
0: Tell us about interlude too.
1: Okay, Haram uh, al-Nawma, it's uh, uh, composed by Fuad Abdel Megid, the great uh, Egyptian uh, composer that I met uh, when I was 13 years old, the first time I, I performed in Cairo. And uh, he's uh, specialized in composing modern moshahat. So he, he took the form the, of moshah and he composed modern moshahat. And this is one of his moshahat. Uh, and actually, uh, I, uh, I sang, uh, we met many times and uh, he told me, I'm going to write uh, for you and I'm going to, uh, teach you the, the the typical Egyptian qafla, you know the ending, and but then I didn't see him anymore, and he died, and I I went back to Cairo and uh, I saw his um, children, and I got uh, seven songs. This is one of them, and I recorded it. Thank you.
0: Wow. Remo, what an amazing song. So how did you come across this song? I mean, this was this is an original composition. Uh,
1: yes, it's for, for Adab Magid. Actually, mm-hmm. I had all his recordings uh, since I was young. Uh, yeah. And I, I knew all, his, all of his songs, most of them. So uh, uh, when I went to Cairo after he died, uh, I knew what what are the ones that I really want. Yeah, it was one of them because I I know a lot for him. So,
0: so tell us a little bit about how you approached this this recording. I feel like you're doing a lot of really interesting things um, that are very intentional. How did you approach this uh, this uh, recording? It's in a weird time signature. It's mm-hmm. the the form is really interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, walk us through
1: it. Actually, uh, the form is a moshah. Uh, uh, the rhythm is 10 8, uh, I, yeah. <laughs> which is the the most common. Um, it's a, a um, special Arabic uh rhythm, but it's the most common in moshahat. Is
0: it? Is it? I was listening to it, it's like two bars of three and one bar of four almost.
1: It's <laughs> S, dum, dum, tag, S, S, yeah. one, two, three, one, two, one, two, one, two, three. Okay. So, and this is really a, a common uh, rhythm in Moshahat. So, uh, um, and in this recording, I'm doing it with the, um, my Dutch band. So, with a saxophone, with a guitar, the drums, and double bass. And uh, we record, this uh, song was uh, released in an album called uh, Falak. And we recorded it actually in two days, live, uh, a live way of recording. We were all in the studio doing it at the same time. So uh, uh, I remember this recording was really smooth compared to other recordings that I did uh, later that were... More difficult for me. So this I had, I have really um, nice memory of the recording.
0: But vocally, yeah. Were you doing anything? Like, let me ask you. Let me phrase this uh, properly. The same way I was asking you about Fairuz's descendants and fairuz's disciples. Who are you, sort of imitating or yeah. channeling in this recording?
1: Yeah, actually, I'm not imitating anyone, but I am. A combination of all the things that I sang all my life, and uh, all the things that I heard, and I grew up listening to. Fairuz, Uncle Thum, Zakaria Ahmed, Abdul Muttalib, Muhammad Fauzi, Muhammad Ablohab. Later, when I was really more mature, so I'm a combination of. everything that i listen to that i grew up listening to so i'm not imitating anyone and usually when i uh, uh, do sing a song for for example another singer i don't uh, imitate and i do it my own way and i think of it as my own song
3: because
2: yeah.
1: later on i i did a project uh, uh, and i recorded sabah songs mm-hmm. and When I was young, I I, I never would have thought that I would sing Sabah and record a full album of of Sabah. But uh, when I sang Sabah, I sang it. It was me singing the songs of Sabah. And I think if I try to uh, imitate, I'm going to fail, for sure. Because I'm not going to be as the original uh, singer.
0: Uh, Rima, uh, I, Khalas, you set you set the soundtrack for the rest of my week. Um, <laughs> thanks so much Thank for you. taking the time. I really, really appreciate it so much.
1: Thank you so much, and I'm I was happy to join in this and to talk to you.
0: Yeah. Okay, everyone, this will show up on the podcast tomorrow and on our YouTube page. Please share it with your friends who missed today's talk so that more people can get a taste of the amazing music that Rima has made over the years. Okay, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Hey, I hope you enjoyed that episode. If you'd like to watch the full uncut version, go to youtube.com slash Afikra. There you can see the full video versions of these podcasts. If you'd like to learn more about what we do, go to afikra.com where you can learn about our Zoom events, our live events in 30 different chapters around the world our social media presence, and our podcasts and YouTube stuff. You should know that everything we do is all towards a mission of converting passive interest in the histories and cultures of the Arab world into an active intellectual curiosity. By listening to this, you're a part of that movement, so thank you for being here. If you'd like to support our work, go to afikita.com slash support and join the hundreds of people around the world who make this work possible. Thanks.